It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Round two of trying to make this shit happen, but technology never wants to be our friend. Hi, I am Frenchie, one of the co-hosts of your, well, maybe your favorite podcast, but we're glad you listen to us anyway, even if we're not your favorite. This is the <laughs> Weekly Weaves Podcast. Uh, this week, obviously, we're going to start out with some news. We're going to be talking about the best teams in anime, and of course, review Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. So to start out, a uh, news broke that uh, Japanese voice actor Takihiro Sakurai has acknowledged a report of a 10-year extramarital affair. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> 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 so it's the, like we're caught in a time loop. <laughs> Sakurai has been engaged in the extramarital affair for at least 10 years. Uh, the name did not drop of who the uh, other partner was, but it was for a writer of his... Uh, P.S. Genki Desu Takarai um, radio sh- travel radio show. So, she, uh, the person that uh, the affair was with said they did not know that they were married. And I'm like, if you've been a writer on this show for ten years, ten years. and been with this person for ten years, how the fuck do you not know they're married? Such a long that. time. But anyway, for those that may not recognize Sakurai's name, he can be heard currently as Gyu Tomioka in Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, he is IMA in Fruits Basket, Suzaku in Code Geass, Rohan in JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Regan in Mob Psycho, and Sasori in Naruto Shippuden, among plenty of other roles. He's got other ongoing roles currently, as well as he's supposed to be in the uh, new Junji Ito Maniac. As well as uh, Blue Lock, as well. But uh, we'll see what happens to some of those roles because yeah. uh, Japan has a very different view on extramarital affairs than we do. Yeah. Well, depends. And if it's with an employee, then you get into similar Try Guy stuff that happened with Ned and one of the uh, um, employees there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't really pay much attention to that, but yeah, bringing him to the workplace is. That's not it. Yeah. And the internet lost its mind for a one-year affair there? Yeah, this is ten fucking years. That's so long. That's so fucked up. Ten years ago, I was a junior in high school. Yeah. You know, my God, ten years ago, I was also a junior in high school. I was a senior. He was a sophomore. Ten years ago was also supposed to be the end of the world. One of them. One of them, yeah. I wish they were right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Maybe they were right, and we're all just living on our last moments together in a... So the, the dope Maybe it was the end of his it. wife's world when he found out that he was. She found out he was cheating, <laughs> or he found out he was cheating. We don't know his sexual preference. He's like, I didn't know I was cheating. I thought I wasn't married. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe him in a, like past conversation they had that she maybe maybe you heard her say that they, we could have an open relationship. He just misheard. You know. Or divorce. Oh. Or maybe he's just yeah. an asshole. It was probably just being an asshole because something like that. You you need to have like. An actual deep talk with your partner. See if that's even something worth trying for you. Exactly. But also... Ten fucking years? That he's an asshole. But 
That takes some super planning and sneakiness to carry on an affair for ten fucking years. Yeah. Especially being famous. I wouldn't even know how to go about that. I guess it's a travel radio show, so if they're traveling together, probably makes it a lot easier, but still. Also makes it a lot easier to know that somebody uh, yeah. knows things about their life, like them being married. Yeah, you're telling me over a 10-year span, they didn't hear him go, oh, I miss my wife. Yeah. Okay, right. Or, hey, I need to call my wife. Yeah. I mean, or... My wife. Or maybe she, like, just is saying that so she doesn't get in trouble. And she did know about it. She just didn't fuck She's not going to get in trouble either way. It's, I mean, it's, I guess it's different in Japan. If she was also a part of it in, like, a cheating scandal, right? And she yeah. was willingly, no, that still looks upon, for, like, frowning. Like, if you knew about it, you're equally as fucked as the other yeah. person. But so she could a, just be saying that to cover her ass. The situation they're in, it's another employee-employer relationship. So the power dynamic is probably going to be the thing that is talked about the most. Like I said, just kind of similar thing with Ned and Alex from the Try Guys. Yeah. Anyway, to my left, moving on to other topics. Hello, it's me, Crimson. Uh, my news for you guys today involves Main Abyss Season 2. Uh, Toonami will be airing it starting November 5th at 12.30 a.m. EDT. Still don't know what the hell EDT means. I have my laptop. I could look it up, but that means effort. Um, so, oh, that's what it means? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. It'll be coming around very soon. Uh, if you haven't already started watching it, uh, I'm very excited for it. Cause I, need to, I need to start watching season two. It's on my list of shows to catch up on. And then to my left. Hey, it's me, Wick Wicky. How's this yawning? Hi, how you doing? I'm back. What's up? Um, my he specifically news... waited for you to start yawning to switch over to you. Uh, my news today is about the mangaka creator of, uh, I call it Bathhouse, but it's Swim Soap. They're coming out with a new manga now that is called Telework Gossip in English. I can't remember the Japanese actual words. And it's about this dude who works from home, and he has a lot of free time, and he gets to know his neighbor. The If it's anything like the last one, it was it's pretty sexual, so uh, prepare for that if you're down for that. The Sweat and Soap is about a dude who works in the fragrance industry for, like, so soaps and shit. And he comes across this chick that he loves the smell of and wants to make that into a soap line. And so he's just constantly smelling her, and then they end up, like, getting into it. And it's kind of spicy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Akima from Chainsaw Man. Anyways, that's my news. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Dario Machini. Um, my news is... Uh, last time I talked about news, I, or one of the previous times, I was talking about um, a new manga... Uh, or a new book being adapted into a manga for Naruto for uh, Sasuke's story. Uh, well, now that uh, Sasuke's story and another spinoff manga called Naruto Konoha's story uh, have both been announced Announced that they will be uh, launched in manga form in English uh, near the same time. They debuted already in Japan on the uh, 23rd and the 29th of this month. Uh, it does not look like they have 
a specific date for their English releases yet, but that's uh, something to keep an eye out. The Sasuke one talks about uh, that time in his sort of self-exile between Naruto Shippuden and Boruto, and the Konoha story spinoff takes place in the sort of uh, Boruto timeline, and they did release one image of it where it's Kakashi Guy and uh, Asuma's son, whose name I don't know. But yeah. I thought he had a daughter. Is it a daughter? I don't know. I thought it was a It kind of looks like a look looks like a boy in that picture. It could be a girl though. It's anime and I don't watch Boruto. Naruto's misled us before. That's true ever since Haku. But yeah, so Yo, keep Crimson. an eye out for that, I guess. Do you think Haku could get it? Yes or no? Just answer yes or no. Can Haku get it? He's seen up to that point. I can't remember who Haku don't is. Don't tell him. Daughter. Can Mirai. Ha- oh, okay. Can Haku get it? Yes or no? Who's Haku? Don't tell him. Crystal Ice Mirrors. Can Haku get it? Yes or no? Oh. Traveled with Zabuza? Yeah, I remember now. Um, can Haku get it? I think he could get it. Huh? I think he could get it. Also, he was going to say she, and I was like, ah, just kidding, it's a dude. And this weekly episode just became a bi-weekly episode. <laughs> and we're still only giving you one episode. Yeah. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about the best teams in anime. And uh, Naruto's a show that has a lot of good ones, but I'm going to start with a show that has had my obsession for the last... At least four days, because I've watched 40 episodes since Thursday. Um, One Piece. The Straw Hat Pirates. I haven't even seen them at their full collection yet, and this group has made me cry three times in the last four days. (laughs) And I think this next episode is going to make me do it again. But, the way this group interacts and the hunt to try and track down and get Nico Robin back was incredible. Facts. The entire team standing on the Tower of Justice and just staring over while Sponda has her, Frankie, and CP9 staring back was one, just a really cool design to have everyone there. And then Luffy convincing Robin that he knows she doesn't want to die and her yelling back, I want to live. And then you see the little bit of flashbacks for all the characters, a little bit of filler. But you see, like, how their story mm-hmm. started with uh, the Straw Hats. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, you know, seeing uh, Robin and decide, her deciding that she wants to live. It's such a powerful team moment. Facts. Dude, one of my favorite moments in that, too, in that specific scene, is when uh, Luffy tells Soga King to fire at the Marine flag, mm-hmm. basically declaring war against the government. And that in and of itself is a huge character development move for Usopp. For one, for just doing that. And he didn't even fucking What do you mean Usopp? It's so good. Oh yeah, Soga King. But he... Bro, the reveal that Soga King was Usopp came out of nowhere. I still don't know if that's true. Oh yeah, I saw him take off that mask. And the whole... Just the whole dynamic. they're, They're there for each other and they're there to cheer each other on. Especially a good moment in that fucking arc is when... Luffy is fighting Rob Lucci and then Luffy's laying on the ground and then Usopp's like 
basically, you bitch-ass bitch, you're not going to stand back up? Yeah, they call each other out when they need to as well. Yeah, like, they're not afraid to do that, and not afraid to, like, speak themselves, even though there is, like, a hierarchy of it, but, like, what, Sanji's not afraid to kick his fucking captain in the face, dude. And I feel like that's just, like, that's, a, that's an actual team, like, you don't, like, it's a, it's a you know, mm-hmm. it's good, it's good, mm-hmm. it's very good. Sanji loses his fight because he's too honorable. What does Nami do? She berates him a little bit because he needs it. And then immediately runs up there, has Chopper stay with him to take care of him. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go finish this fight then. And, you know, make sure that her teammate is taken care of and then goes to complete the mission so they can save Robin. And I just think that's so cool that it's, you know, you worry about your teammate, but you also need to accomplish your goal and work together. Right. And when you have the different Devil Fruit users as well as the different abilities of some of the people in that team, it's such a complete fuck around and find out group. I feel that. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what a team that re- that resembles that for me is the team of Grown Magan. That that whole team itself kind of reminds me of the fact, like the whole fuck around find out mm. aspect of the Straw Hat Pirates. I see that. I think my first team is Team Ruby. Fuck off. <laughs> I Team Ruby is awesome. We're skipping Cole's turn. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, we're talking anime. Fact. No dicks. <laughs> we have to be, otherwise your dick is the only dick in the room. It's already better than the three of us combined. So. Yeah. God damn it. Cool, I'm sorry that you can whip it out, have it wrap around the entire world, and then tickle your butthole on the other side. He's basically like that giant-ass snake in North I was going to say, call my dick the world serpent. Yeah. Uh, can I be the world slurpit, then? <laughs> oh. oh, yep, he did. <laughs> no, we still need to... We have not been able to recreate the donkey wheeze yet. No. Okay. <laughs> I've gotten close several times, but no. Uh, God damn it! What was I even saying? Nothing, because it's not relevant to our conversation. Because it's not anime. Oh, uh, Team Ruby. Uh, I love. Why? I love that dynamic of Team Ruby because they start off well with Weiss just not wanting to really Weiss be. Is a cunt. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, not wanting to be part of it and thinking that she deserved better, and then and Blake also not wanting to be part of it. Yeah, but. They kind of realize their differences and come to terms with it and become better out of it in the end. And with everything that has happened with them from from beginning to current, Jesus Christ. Cool. I am. That is my name. You just broke my heart talking about Ruby. Sucks. Yeah, Team Ruby for me, hands down. You've already talked to your girl in the gun. What have you got? Zario. Oh, we're just we're just skipping him. I I didn't I I you know I thought this was an open table discussion, not like a list discussion. Oh, so that's why I brought in that. That's fair. Fair enough. Uh, the first one I was gonna talk about was gonna be the Akatsuki. Um, I didn't even think about them in terms of good teams from Naruto. Yeah, I haven't even gotten that far yet. Because the thing that's cool about them, they're the first team that I really. Uh, kind of attached to as a kid. And, it, uh, and they're a team very loosely. It's just a group with one goal, but they do yeah. not work together. 
They they do. Uh, they even have teams within teams that are carefully considered by their abilities yeah, you know and the, personal motivations. The reason why Hadan and Kakuzu were on a team is because they couldn't kill each other. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, Hadan wants to kill people and he can't kill Kakuzu, so they're just like, we're going to stick these guys together. Yeah, the duos typically complement each other uh, at least pretty well. Um but they all fucking hate each other. That's true, but... Oh I well. would say Itachi and... Uh, Kisame. Kisame don't hate each other. No, they no. tolerate each other, but I mean... They're paired together, though, because they're loners. Yeah. So that's Because what, they hate other people. Yeah. Uh, so they work well together because they're kind of isolationist. <laughs> they work well together because they don't work well together with anyone else. Yeah. I still like how Itachi... Well, Kisame, like, we gotta get the fuck out of here because Jiraiya-sensei is here. He will fucking body us. Yeah. Because he was like, Tachi was like, yeah, we don't want his smoke. We gotta fucking leave. <laughs> yep. And even uh, Pain <coughs> has a great team with himself. Yeah. So All the high mind. <laughs> yep. So they're just teams on teams in the Akatsuki. Facts on facts on facts on facts. Mm-hmm. Facts on facts on facts on facts. And even... It's Team Inception 2 with Hadan and Kakuzu because Kakuzu can swing himself up and create his own team. Yep, exactly. And Sasori has his team of puppets. Yep, 100 puppets. And then fucking Datara has his fucking... <laughs> has his his clay. Yeah. His clay he can make in shit. All, teamwork makes the dream work, man. That was the, that was the, the whole plan of the Akatsuki. Itachi's beginning. got his crows. Yeah. Alright. Kisame's got his fucking sword. sword. sword That's a, yeah. his own entity. And he summons sharks too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other ones. I also have other things that join me. Hidon has God. Yeah, truth. Uh, <laughs> but who doesn't? Uh, well, not many people have their God on their side quite the way that Hidon does. Zetsu has all the other Zetsus. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> and... Kagura. Kagia. Toby's just got Toby. <laughs> He's got Madara. And also Zetsu. Yeah. Yeah. I still love, there's a fucking, the Mr. Meeseeks episode of Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, don't blame me, he dragged me into this. Well, he dragged me into this. And it starts with, like, the Akatsuki, and then it goes... To Obito, then to Madara, then to Zetsu, then to Kaguya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Mr. Meezing! That show has so many fucking conspiracies that just completely change the direction of where the show was going. It's funny. Kaguya should have never happened, though. It was fine for Kaguya to happen. It just uh, was not how they should have ended the Madara fight. Yeah. I didn't care that that was the final battle i care that 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 it cut the better better fight short Mm. (laughs) yeah i'm still gonna finish it yeah you do it's yeah because then you're you're missing out on conversations right now i know it's like it's last on my list currently because everything else is like so much shorter bro what you do you get caught up on one show watch 25 episodes of naruto like it's a, like you're taking out a, a season. Watch that mouse. Twenty five more episodes of Naruto. That's pretty much what I'm gonna do with One Piece. That's fair. So when I hit this cutoff, I'm gonna watch two or three season twos basically, 
Get done with that, jump back into One Piece. Get done with that, I'm gonna watch Bleach. Get done with that, jump back into One Piece. And we fly, boy. We fly. You're part of the Straw Hat crew now, and I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna keep it sort of in Naruto, but we're gonna go with a better version of Team 7, and that is Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, yeah! <laughs> Where you have... Less emo Sasuke. Useful Sakura. Mm -hmm. Which that's also been something I've noticed about the uh, Straw Hat crew. They have such useful and well-written female characters. Good. The show in general does. Yeah. But like, Nami took out part of CP9. And Robin just started beating the shit out of all of the Marines. That's more than Sakura did in 700 plus episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Sakura defeated one member of the Akatsuki and needed help from Gara and Granny Chio to be able to do it. Gara was dead during that. Yeah, but it was the motivation. Yeah, the motivation. But, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, you've got reverse covered Kakashi. Yep. And then, um, I mean, Itadori is arguably maybe the least interesting character of the four on that team. I still like him a lot, though. Yeah. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but, like, Megami and dude, Nobra Megami, are so cool. Megami's domain expansion was the fucking shit, dude. Yes, and that's not even complete. I know. You just look at he's going psychotic as yeah. fuck. <laughs> they are so... And you know they're a fucking good team. Like, their teamwork is fucking crazy good. Mm -hmm. Good fucking example of that is in one of the last <coughs> episodes when him and Nobra were fighting mm -hmm. those... Uh, the curses like on the, uh, the car the, and stuff. The, cur the cursed humans. Yeah, because yeah, they were fucking. You know, it was fucking. It was nice. It was nice. They're actually a good coherent team. And they have like teamwork training and shit. We're throwing around Play Doh. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? That is a very good team. Mm hmm. No, another good team. That's really. I swear to God, if you say Team Juniper, I'm gonna throw you out this fucking window. Well, you now you definitely know more. Team it better names be than the I fucking do. Black Bulls. It is the Black Bulls. Okay, good. I, I the Black, Black Bulls, Bulls has to be in discussion. Are the most underrated in the Magic Kingdom, but the most badass. Yeah. They're the most chaotic. That's a fuck around and find out. That's group. a fuck yeah. around and they find really out. Are. Captain Yami's whole entire existence is just fuck around and find out. Yeah. Well, for, you know, anybody caught up in the in the anime leading mm -hmm. up to the Spade Kingdom arc. I showed uh, them, uh, <laughs> uh, basically decide to betray the kingdom. A death soul chain or soul chain death. Or oh, oh, yeah. I saw them a picture of it and, and told um, them what it does. Oh my god. Magnus soul chain death up. match. Yeah. Magna finally getting a glow up and doing that was amazing. Explains why he was out training for so damn long. Well, like, he's been training the whole time, but he's weak. But, he uh, was training, he, he started this a long time ago, even before yeah. they knew about the Spade Kingdom. Yeah. Because he knew he needed to fucking do something, and this is a perfect fucking thing to get. Yep, because it's something that uh, compensates for him being weak. Yeah. Um, you bitch. But uh, anybody who shits on the Black Bulls lost that right the second that uh, 
they were in the Royal Knights exam, and Longris was about to kill Fenrir. That was one of my favorite just, moments. Flying up so to they're like, we are, we will fucking kill you right now. Yep, we don't give a fuck who you are, who's around us, where we're at. If you touch him, you're dead. Chills. Black, yeah, Black Bulls get the ultimate respect. That's one of my favorite anime scenes in general. Same. Same. Honestly, like, I think one of the biggest, like, one of the hypest fights of that entire show was in, was uh, Asta and Yami versus the King of Spain. Versus Dante. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was I was getting fight. chills and, like, I thought I was going to just start crying for just how gorgeous it was just watching them work together. Mm -hmm. Animation might not have been the best, but just compared to, like, everything else that, like, you know was happening at that time, it's like, oh, my God. And it even, uh, that show even does a really good job building up teamwork from the characters that don't normally do much. Like when, uh, Ghosh, Grey, and Gordon all teamed up and fought together. That was fucking awesome. They normally don't do shit. Oh. Yeah, the Black Bulls are dope. Black Bulls are badass. And we haven't really even talked about Austin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, he's the main character. Everybody else, like, we already know how badass Asta is. He's the main character, and I don't even think he's, like, a top three character in his own Show. Magical Knights squad. I would agree. Honestly, Vanessa is probably at least top five for me. I want to know, I want to, like, a spinoff about her background as a witch. Yeah. Uh, well, her background as a witch is pretty uh, uneventful, because she spent... Like seventy percent of her life in a cage. Uh, other witches probably had pretty good and exciting lives. Like um, oh that uh, ex magic knight with spade or something. He ended up leaving. It was on the uh, diamond. Yeah, yeah, the diamond guy. His wife, the, who was also a witch. Mm -hmm. But like, I would definitely put Yami up there because I really want to know if he's actually like the fan theory that he's isekai. In uh, Japan. Oh, yeah. we can answer that right now. Yeah. There's uh, there's some stuff happening in the manga. It's about him. We, we could totally tell you right now. <laughs> well, tell me afterwards. I'm sure that Crimson isn't one of your spoilers. No, I do not. Bitch. Lasagna. Oh my god, can we just do an episode where we actually just spoil stuff for each other? For each other? That, uh, that's That's kind of difficult to do for the four of us specifically though because there are only like a handful of shows that can be spoiled for us and us care about it like total yeah <laughs> oh, there's some big shows that I'm watching I can look I've up been... some Mob Psycho stuff and spoil it for you I suppose but I don't know I don't, I don't know if anything that happens in Mob Psycho would uh, tear me up that bad if I knew too early Reagan dies I don't actually know if he does, but, like, I felt like that would be one. Yeah. That's something I could see coming, though. It might fuck me up if it happens, but I could, I could see that coming. One of my coworkers got to our Mob Psycho episode and went and binge-watched the entire series and is now caught up. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so far, season three has been awesome. We're, like, three episodes in. I still need to watch it. Shit's happening with Dimple. It's pretty cool. Mob became uh confident and uh when he's confident 
his design changes to where he's uh, Chad. <laughs> like, say, he's the same size, super short, but his face just gets, like, hyper JoJo's level definition, and his voice I gets... I saw re- that on the deep. news when I was scrolling through trying to find something. And his voice gets real deep. <laughs> Dibble points it out. <laughs> so other people can definitely notice it happening. They're like, what's going on with your face? Oh, that's so funny. Quickie, what's your next one? Golden Wind Team. From JoJo's. going through that now. It's... They're all busted as fuck. I know, I love them. (laughs) Like, the weakest one is the dude with the zippers. And... Pretty fucking nice. That is nice. The fact that that is, in my opinion, the weakest one on squad is saying something. I would They're say like, the weakest one is was it Bluey Jazz or some shit like that or Blue, the guy that can't. Oh wait, that. Just just say what the fuck it is. Like they, his stand power, he can basically like. They'll all forget by the time they get there. Time. It has to do with time. The purple guy. Yeah. With the long hair. Because <laughs> I'd say he is. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. They're all, like, legit god level. The whole party. Especially Giorno. Have, have you seen uh, the one guy's stand yet? That's descriptive. That uh, he doesn't ever bring it out because he hates it? Oh, yeah. You've seen that? Yeah, the berserker that's got the poison fist. That shit's tight. Yep. That was insane. I'm, like, halfway through Golden Wind, I think. Um, yeah, all of the stands, all of them are fucking crazy. They're such a this, cool team. In this, uh, season. And I like They're it. cool. I love them, that they're a, a mob. Yeah, and they just like, alright, fuck psycho. around, find out again. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. a mob psycho. They are pretty psycho. <laughs> One of them really is. Yeah. The guy with the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a sweet stand. Facts. There's a stand that's just a plane. You got there's stands for everything, bro. Yeah, anything you could think of, there's a stand for it. Uh, that's that's where the meme "Is this a JoJo reference?" came from because everything is a JoJo's reference. But is this loss? <laughs> I mean, I could say what the worst team is. In JoJo's, no, just in general. Oh, Skyward's is a cavity. Oh, easily. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You can argue it. Yep. Facts. I'd say Team Ruby, but... Compared to Sky Wizards Academy? Yeah, dude. Sky Wizards Academy's fights look way better. Fuck you. The main character doesn't just eat cookies that just disappear. So, okay. <laughs> so I watched the first episode with, uh, with Posimon and my wife and uh, my other deity group, and we got to the cookie scene. And once it was over, I looked over at Kaylee, I'm like, see, they fixed it. She was dying laughing. Because the way they fixed it is not what you thought they would. Well, that makes me more worried. I mean, I'm going to go I watch just... that episode specifically to watch that scene. Yeah. I mean, I and then I'm going to start shitting on it. I could just spoil it. You could. I don't really give a fuck either way. I'm they probably t- not they took it out. Like, they took out, like, her eating the cookies. Like, he brought the tray of cookies and stuff they were talking, but she doesn't eat the cookies. Oh, uh, that's because of this. They're just like, God damn it, this scene is so bad, we can't even fix it. <laughs> what cowards. <laughs> cowards. <laughs> couldn't even the fix their mistakes. Fucking censorship. <laughs> so 
censor the cookies. Be the Jesus censor the cookies. Be the rooster teeth. Fix the fucking cookies. Uh, we know what Jesus would do, but now we know what rooster teeth would do. Yeah. Fuck it up even worse. Quiet the cookies. Another, Silence the cookies. But a good team that's also questionable in regards to like good team or just team is the Seven Deadly Sins. Boo. Like they're they're a I, great team. What are you talking about? I know, I just wanted to Well, because I'm thinking back, I was like most of the time they're not all together. Like they A lot of them have a lot of self interest though. Yeah, yeah. but they like, same thing with the straw hats, you know. But right. also they actually spent a lot of time together until they were betrayed by the country. They were that's always I mean, together. Before and after that. And they had to separate. And every time they do come together, their chemistry is not gone. It's still there. And they still fuck up bitches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Bond! Captain! Uh, that's greatest, the best pair. <laughs> greatest game of patty cake known to man. And then the fucking arm not. wrestle that just tears the whole fucking building down. Yeah. Still not the manliest scene in anime. That still belongs to Sig Curtis and Alex Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that wasn't a display of manliness, the patty cake game. That was uh, that was childish fun. Yeah. With impossibly strong children. <laughs> but it and was they, so fucking They, they have rules. Yeah. What separates this team, I feel like, from a lot is they have, like the Seven Deadly Sins, they have inner rules for their squad that they have to follow. Like, they have to, like, they discipline each other, and they fight it out. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they have dispute, I think, if they, they say they have to have, all the members have to agree on something or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, they have rules written down that they all follow no matter what. If they have problems with each other, they have to be dealt with as soon as possible. Yep. And, like, that, that that's, that's what Hence the fight between Bond and Meliodas in the perfect cube. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, like, that's, that's, and, you know, like, and then having to take care of their own if, like, shit goes south with fucking, uh, Meliodas and, uh... Elizabeth? No. Bond? Uh, no. Escanor. Mm. Oh, yeah. Escanor having to basically take out Meliodas. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got robbed of such a good fight. Facts. We did. I still haven't watched the last season. I do not care. Oh, uh, it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's legitimately good. The fucking Boulder? Yeah. I st- I haven't watched a single episode after that. Oh, really? I've, I've Wait, Hawk and Witch Show? I zoned Se- out for seven days. Oh, The yeah. same one you brought up. <laughs> I know. I zoned out for a second. I do feel like that is a great good. I do feel like that is a The Boulder episode. Yeah, the newest season is is really good, and oh, yeah. they take away a lot of the censorship that made the previous season so shit. Yep, there is where they turned all the blood into cum. Yeah, I don't know and if rainbows. I don't know if you've. I'm pretty sure you've seen it because I think it happened in Alabasta, and it wasn't a canon <laughs> thing in the manga, but it was when Zoro and Chopper were walking, and then uh, Chopper asks Zoro a question about the team or like shit like that, and he talks about how that like yeah we have our own personal interests, but we like can do that but we work together Jeez. to like help each other out and like stuff like that if that makes mm-hmm. sense I can't remember the word for word verbatim what he said but it was actually very good and I feel like that is like a perfect example for this team also mm-hmm. one thing I love about the Straw Hats though is that they've got all personal interests but they all overlap to one goal yeah like Robin wants to you know know the history of the world and find the Poneglyphs Best way is to follow the same route that Roger took, which is basically exactly what Luffy's trying to do to find the One Piece. 
Zoro just wants to be the strongest swordsman, so let's go challenge the world government and every other strong pirate. Sanji's just a simp. Like, he wants to find the all-blue, but he also just wants to go where <laughs> Robin and Nami go. Nami wants to make a map of the world. What better way than go into the Grand Line? Yeah. It's pretty difficult to make maps of places you've never been. Yeah. <laughs> and they all, they all truly believe in one another. And like, when Zoro took his first L against Mihawk, and he was like... Beat with that little tiny yeah. fucking dagger. He's like, I'll thick. become the world's yeah. strongest swordsman. I'll never fucking lose again. And he's like, you got that pirate king? And he called me your pirate king. I was like, fuck it. Ooh! Let's go. Hell yeah. I want to know. I can't wait to find out, you know, 25 years from now what the One Piece is. It's the friends we made along the way. Let me piss at that No, he's, he's come out and said it's actually something. Uh, uh, I mean, Definitely. Uh, it's his whole treasure hoard. So it's beyond your wildest expectations of whatever the show has given you. So if I remember correctly, Goldie Rogers' crew did find it or whatever, but they were too early or some shit like that. And one of his members, uh, Dark King Rayleigh, knows what it is and he knows like the history of the world or whatever. And there was a scene where he was, that he asked the crew, he's like, do you guys want to know? And then Usopp's like, yeah, tell me. And then, Fucking Luffy stands up and he's like, No! I don't want to know. I want to find it for myself. And basically Robin said the same thing. Like she could learn what she wanted to right then and there. But she wanted to do it on her own. You know why? Because Robin's a fucking badass. And Usopp's like, Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Usopp's like, oh, Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn how I can get 8,000 men under my control. All his lies have come true so far. He has 8,000 men? <laughs> no, maybe. I feel like that. So his lies do come true. Not all of his lies. So a lot of his lies that he has had that he was like telling stories about with his adventures or something, or at prior have happened in the show. Mm. So there's a theory that like fighting all, sea kings and yeah, and like all those things that he's telling lies about will eventually happen. And there's a thing that there's theories about like when Usopp goes to Elbath to meet the giants. Oh, he does actually go. No, not yet. There's God a theory, damn it. There's a theory that when he goes up about the Giants, that's when he's going to get all this fucking shit. They're giants? Yeah. yeah. I've met four. Five. Five. Because you have the two... One, cap- two, three, four, and then the Nico Robbins giant. Yeah, Saul. Five. Hmm. There's a really cool story about these two giants that go fight on this island and have been fighting for like hundreds of years. Because they needed to settle a dispute, and they, they both seen the crew or they both kill giant sea monsters, and some random kid asks, "Well, which one was bigger?" And they measure the two of them, and they're like the exact same size, but they had a dispute, and the only way you can settle a dispute is a fight to the death. So they've been fighting and arguing for a hundred years on this island, after sending both their crews home. It's <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Then later you actually get to meet two members of their crew who are both fucking cool as shit. And they were lied to by the fucking yeah. government. The laugh that Saul taught Robin, that also made me want to cry. Dude, it's so sad. He's real G. Robin's backstory basically is just that everyone she knows and loves was killed because they were trying to figure out how to learn the history, the hidden history of the dark century, which all records of were basically destroyed mm. and they were reading these poneglyphs basically the entire island was massacred because they buster were trying call. to huh buster call yeah the entire island was destroyed and massacred because they wanted to learn the history 
And because Robin was an eight-year-old archaeologist and a genius, she was labeled as a world threat and put an $80 million, bounty, $80 million berry bounty on her head at eight years old because she was learning history. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah, they made a false story and told everybody that they she destroyed, like, marine ships with her power and was fucking crazy, crazy powerful. And she just carried that reputation. Wherever she went, people were trying to turn on the bounty. For that, 20 years. That would, like, take her in, and she would try and, like, try and get comfortable. As soon as it happened, she'd have to fucking run. Sucks. Yeah, her yeah. fucking shit's so sad. I wanted to cry. <laughs> it's very sad. I'm really glad she got to slap the shit out of Spawn to fuck that guy. Dude, the fact that he accidentally put the buster call a fucking idiot. He's so stupid and I hate him. Oh my god, I hate him. They even said in the show that he's weaker than an average Marine, but he's the leader of the CP9 crew because he's been with the Marines so long and backhanded shit. Mm. Plus, his father was the chief before him. Ah, good old episode. Fucking Spawndine. And his father is the one that did the buster call on Robin's home island. And destroyed and killed like her mom. Her mom didn't die though. They took her mom with. Is her mom still alive? Fuck around and find out. Watch One Piece. <laughs> I have been. It's so good. Watch it harder. Watch 40 episodes since Thursday. <laughs> I might get done with my section that I'm watching right now today if I push hard enough. Um, but another team. Get back to what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> we talk about people talk about the Z Fighters. Mm-hmm. So Goku. <laughs> Man, that, that's such a. Give me back the Plato. The the Z Fighters is a team that fluctuates so wildly with the people that are in it. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, the obvious ones, Goku and Vegeta, of course. Well. But Even then, it took a long time for Vegeta to get a part of it. The entire thing of Dragon Ball. Was... Yeah. I mean, they weren't the Z fighters. Yeah, they were still developing the characters, but... Yeah. Um, I, I have always wished that the Dragon Ball crew was more relevant during Dragon Ball Z. Like, you get super awesome moments from... Like, when Tien stopped second form cell mm-hmm. with Tribeam. That, that created a sick. square. Still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, All these squares make a circle. All these triangles make a square. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's one of the things I do like about Super. Like, Overall, Super to me is kind of overrated. I don't think the story is super great. <laughs> super great. But, um... Overrated. It's, like, really split on if people think that it should exist at all. The Phantom about it either thinks it's, like, pretty good, or, uh, they hate it. Yeah. Well, I think if people think it's pretty good, I think it's overrated. Mm. Um, I love the... My problem is that there's not much actual substance to it, because basically, if I remember correctly, it's Battle of the Gods... Res- or, yeah, Battle of Gods, Resurrection F, and then Tournament of Power. Uh, there's more that happens. There's a lot more that happens between that. So you're right with the first two. After oh, that is the I'm Goku Black. Of- I don't know why I'm not remembering Goku Black, who's one of my favorite villains. Yeah, and before that is the Tournament of the Destroyers, mm. uh, which is how we're introduced to Zeno. 
Yeah, and Champa and mm-hmm. um, and so. the fucking uh, multiverse. Yep. Uh, I mean, we're told about the multiverse during Battle of the Gods. Yeah, but this is like how yeah. we're actually really introduced to it. Yeah, like it's mentioned, but this is when we actually see it. Yeah. So there are uh, good. There's good stuff that happens in Super, but it doesn't have a lot of like the emotional weight that happened in Z. Or even in Dragon Ball. And that's, yeah, well, Dragon Ball, just as a written series, is the best one, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, People can fight me on that. Um, Okay. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Alright, let's fight. But, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball... Okay, fight over. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z does have a lot of uh, really emotional moments, especially with Mm -hmm. Vegeta... Like, I watched a clip today of um, moments, of, like, this moment with Vegeta that made uh, made my heart stop and my jaw drop, uh, you know, still to this day, where it's when Vegeta first becomes Majin, and he pops up at the, at the World Tournament, and the Supreme Kai is trying to stop him, and he says that his grudge is worthless, and Vegeta starts going on this rant about how somebody else doesn't get the, the right to determine the worth, especially when he's spent his whole life either being under the thumb of some tyrant and then watching his entire race get dwindled to a handful and then seeing like his birthright get stolen from him by some poor kid. Yeah, just really deep moments like that, and you don't get that in Super. Yeah. But what I was going to say, though, is one of the things that does Super does well is making some of those older characters important again. Yes. Like, even Android 18 and 17 get some amazing... I mean, 17 makes the wish to bring all of the defeated universes back. Yeah. But 18 is relevant. Krillin... I, Tien was on the Tournament he, Power team, He right? was on the Tournament Power team. He, unfortunately, kind of went out like a bitch, in my yeah. opinion. But he so even got some cool moments in, like, uh, Resurrection F for a while. Yeah, he took out a bunch of the Frieza mobs, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. Because, like, even even in Super, they're pretty open, like, verbally open about who can take what. So, like, with the turn of power, they just were like, we're not going to include Yamcha. <laughs> even though we thought. Yeah. That was the best part, too, is they included Yamcha in part of this, the story arc just to roast his ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we and even he still get, died. <laughs> we even get uh, more from Master Roshi during the Tournament of Power. Yeah, that was really sweet. Stuff like that make, makes me really happy. It's those moments that make Super as good as it is. This will be my most powerful comic on the way ever. <coughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that I think that might be my favorite form of the Z Fighters, though, just because of the fact that. Um, we get some nods back to the OGs. Yeah. Because they got their shit rocked in every arc in Dragon Ball Z. Saiyan arc, Tien, Chaozu, Yamcha all fucking die. Krillin gets mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. Piccolo gets killed. Oh, uh, <laughs> go to Yamit. Or, go, or no, Krillin did not die. Krillin died on Namek. On Namek, yeah. So he still dies. Piccolo almost dies. Again. Yeah. 
Gohan almost dies. Vegeta dies. Mm-hmm. You go to Cell. Everyone's pretty fucking powerless. Yep. <laughs> against the androids. Yamcha just gets stabbed through the chest. Yeah, the Cell and Android sagas are pretty much all losses. Yeah. Like, pretty much every fight that happens. <laughs> Except Gohan Super Saiyan 2. And even then, they still took an L because Goku died. Yeah, I would say the only W the Z Fighters got in the Android slash Cell saga was probably uh, Super Piccolo versus 17. But that's interrupted by Cell, so... Yeah. The only one who came out of that group a winner was Krillin because he got a wife. Yep. And then Boo literally kills all of them. Yep. <laughs> Every single person dies. Boo's so savage. Yeah. The only reason they're able to save the day is because Mr. Popo pushed Dende off of the Outlook. You know, uh, there is another really good team... In the Dragon Ball series as well. Emperor Pilaf? Uh, and they're actually um, on my list. They, I mean, they're an okay team, I guess. But uh, but there is one team in the Dragon Ball series uh, that exemplifies hard work and precision and dedication. And dancing. And dancing more than anybody else. And that is the Ginyu Force. <laughs> I figured that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> the, Respect. Yep. The Ginyu Force, by canon, practices their poses in the mirror every day and get to the point where Captain Ginyu was worried about that when the Ginyu Force members started dying. But on top of that, they're all so powerful and efficient that they're used to conquer entire galaxies. Yeah. So even though, even though they look... They're just... Evil alien Power Rangers. That's all they are. Ginyu's power is so fucking cool, though. The body swap. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, multiple powers other than that, because I think he just gets the powers of whoever's body he takes. Yeah. So, as long as he we don't even know what his original body looks like, too. Oh, yeah. We have zero idea if this is his original body, and he just, like, took it back every time, or he could look... Something completely different. Mm-hmm. He could now, have just been some scrawny little nerd dude at some point. I will say, Dragon Ball Z Ginyu Force is great. Dragon Ball Z Abridged Ginyu Force is better. <laughs> yeah. The name's Raccoon, and it rhymes with Doom. Wilkart's <laughs> uh, dying over there. <laughs> Now remember, Jace, if you ever f- find yourself getting constantly punched in the face, always remember to bah! Oh, you cut off the cat. Why aren't you dodging any of these? Oh yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> Why do you have an Aust- space Australia? <laughs> Gotta look out for the space dingoes. Poor Sheila. Okay. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> you lose your toy too. Oh, I was like, I was looking, I was like, I had another team, but I couldn't find it for a second. It's because you haven't talked for twenty minutes. You guys have been talking about things I don't know. Uh, watch them. Yeah, watch I need to get on it. But um, I played the games. I know everything about Dragon Ball. Now for me's team. 
That's not in Dragon Ball. No, but I'm saying just the team in general now for me, Raftalia, Philo. The Shield Hero Party? The Shield Hero Party. And Malty for a while. Melty. Melty, yeah. I think in She's season... A temporary member. Season yeah. two, they have another chick. I can't remember her name for the life of me. The green-haired one. That the green-haired one. with the arrow hero. Yeah. He's... She got... She started off kind of like the weaker of the team, but she's she so up, annoying in the first episode. So fucking. She got so yeah. much better though. Yeah, that was kind of the point though, because that's why she got kicked out of the bow heroes party in general because she she was weak and annoying. Uh, and even when they compared, when, once she joined the party and you could see all of their levels next to each other, she was like thirty levels below uh, the other girls. Yeah. Like now, for me, is usually already below the girls in terms of levels which makes sense he does the least fighting um but it's usually within five or so levels i still love philo because could you just imagine getting your ass kicked by a giant talking chicken <laughs> peter yes. griffin yes i could imagine that <laughs> peter griffin. uh if i saw a giant talking chicken i probably wouldn't go anywhere near it I used much to watch less those than a violent on YouTube all the time. Yeah. Best fights in anime. <laughs> Peter Griffin versus the chick. A lot of people died during those fights. I I literally watched that so much on YouTube. Stop. <laughs> Who are you talking to? The pillow. Fine. <laughs> um, Raftalia is still fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Facts. She's even cooler now. Yeah, since season two. Should yeah. watch it. That's gonna be my first thing I watch after hitting three twenty five in One Piece. Oh, uh, you guys haven't seen it? <laughs> I've watched the first episode, but I haven't continued. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's badass. A lot of sick stuff happens in season two of She's a Girl. Good, good, good. Yeah. It was really good. I finished it. Uh... Thursday, I think it was. I never have time to watch anime, though. I Thankfully, I've been getting a lot more time, so... Um, yeah, I finished that. Kind of that that's, on, on, that's on record. We'll never let you forget that. I hope you know. I have been getting a little bit more time to finish some stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, season two was really good. I'm very excited for season three, but I'm also kind of nervous because I don't know what they've got planned. I don't either, so. but it was announced the same time as season two, so... Uh, I'm sure that they've got something good working for it. They're just... It's probably for the best, because uh, season two was a little shorter than season one, but I think that's part of why they announced both of them at the same time, so they could take more time to work on it. Mm. Um, I got another one that I'm surprised I haven't brought up yet, honestly, because I completely spaced it when I had to look at my anime list. Team Urameshi! Urameshi! Oh. Uh, that wasn't even on your list. <laughs> it, I literally did not make a list. I'm like, this oh, is just going to be... It'll come to me as we go, because there's so many goddamn anime teams. Fair Next. enough. Yeah, the boys, I figured, w- would be your number one. No. I'm obsessed with One Piece right now, so the Straw Hats had to be number one. Uh, fair enough. One Piece is good, man. Especially with the arc I just am finishing up. Yeah. Talk about teamwork. Oh my god. So fucking fire. And the ship's even working as a team member. Yeah. The Going Mary is amazing. Listen, they were in fucking hot shit, alright? No escape. Going Mary isn't an operable ship. It's fucking hella broke down. But that ship itself used its spirit, because there is a thing as, like, spirits of the ships. Yeah. That, like... Which is such a really cool touch. Which form because of the love that the crew gives the ship. Yeah, I've seen It actually gives it life. I've seen 
like bits and pieces from that shit. So the Magoi Miri traveled from where they were at in Water 7 to them to rescue them. And take and them back. They had an, an escape ship that the Marines turned and blew the fuck up. And started attacking them directly. Because they had been destroying everything else. Trying to make sure they didn't escape. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to take Robin um, alive. And eventually they just said, fuck it. We we can't risk this anymore. Right. And then the Going Mary popped up. And now, so they're, now they're escaping. Oh, so good. So good. Um, but yeah, Team Urameshi. <laughs> You're welcome. You want to talk about a super balanced and powerful team. Mm-hmm. Going into the dark tournament, you've got Yusuke, who's got all the potential and is, you know, part demon that we don't know about at that point. Yeah. Um, then you've got two of the upper class demons of the time frame of Kurama and Hiei. And Kurama yeah. can't even access his strongest abilities at this point. Right. But does get to during the dark tournament. You have Kuwabara, who's a super se- hypersensitive, um, Basically, psychic type user. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Genkai, who is, you know, arguably arguably the strongest human in the world. Yeah. Fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until she gives her power to Yusuke, she could have kicked Yusuke's ass up and down the block. Oh, Fact. yeah, bar none. <laughs> I just love the training, too, where she just jumps down the mountain and just hits him with, like, fucking 60 jabs right okay. in the chest when he's clinging on for dear life. Yeah, that was great. That's a very good team. Mm-hmm. That just I don't know why it sparked a connection between the one I'm thinking of now, and I also have something to tell you before I say it. I'm not. I'll, I'll say the, the thing first, then what I want to say, because uh, Clay brought it to my attention, and I think it's a hundred percent true. But the team of the children in Promise Neverland. The trio or all the kids. All the kids together. working together. Yeah. Phil. Phil. Pour one out for our boy. Taking 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 the L. To save people in the future, hopefully, if mm-hmm. he can muster it. Yeah, I think that's a really good team. Oh, he can muster it. And the thing I wanted to buy was brought to my attention that I think is accurate. The Promised Neverland is just an anime adaptation of the movie Chicken Run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he told me that, and I was like, But I don't want to be a pie. Mom just walks out. Those children are up to something. <laughs> that blew my mind when I heard that. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking way. And I thought about the plot of Chicken Run, and I was like, yeah. The the only major difference is that the owners of the farm were not themselves at one point a chicken. <laughs> yeah. That, that's really far, the only major difference. As far as you know. True. We they do know. some weird scientific research. We don't know the lore of the world. Yeah, those claymation worlds can get fucked. <laughs> it was originally a model for a chicken, but then they took the... Yeah. Beak and shit off, and yeah. like, mm, we're gonna use you as a human. Cole, have you ever seen Chicken Run? Chicken Run, I have. It's it's a acid trip. <laughs> it's a it's movie. a great movie. But I it's love a, it's a trip. Claymation movies are my fucking favorite. Walls and Gromit. That shit was tight. That was just tight. My butthole before Cole got here. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Now it's his butt, Cole. Well, now that Cole's gone, how bad is fucking Ruby? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty terrible. God, it's it's like it's like right above Sky Wizard Wings Academy. Never had so cool for me. I was gonna say, you know what else was a really bad team? The group that <laughs> go that to <laughs> go to karaoke in Agretsuko. Yeah, yeah. Except the hippo. I like the hippo. The hippo is pretty good. Where her 
she's a spy. I, <laughs> that was the only part of that plot I liked. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I have another team that I just thought of right now by looking at one of your pictures on the wall. Do it. It's from Hunter Hunter, Phantom Troop. <laughs> Ooh, that is a good team. Yeah. Also, very... They're a weird team. They're fucking... I don't feel like they're as much of a team compared to everybody else, but they're just a group of people who fuck shit up together. Yeah, yeah. They They're less like of a team than the Akatsuki, but they still work together to achieve a major goal. I was yeah. just about to say, from what it's, from what we were discussing earlier, it sounds a lot like the Akatsuki. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. What did you have, Frenchie? Um, one that popped into my head was uh, Karasuno from Haikyuu. Oh. Like an actual team? I didn't even think oh, that. Fuck, who's a basket? Fuck. You still can. Nope, not. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Wait, you fucked up. Yeah, the, yeah, the cross and the team. Uh, that That's a team. Balance, it's got the young players. It's got the grizzled vets. Grizzled vets, I mean like third years versus first years. But, yeah, exactly. You know, you got a balance of good young talent with a group that wants to win and wants to get back to the top. And a great coach. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I 100% agree. And I love that you see everyone that they do not like each other when the series starts. No, agreed. And you watch just the growth that they go through in like building their teamwork and building their... Uh, companionship and everything. Mm. God, I can't wait to start watching. I can't wait to start watching these, the next season of that. Yeah. And then the other one I had was from Bungo Stray Dogs and there are three really good groups in that one. You've got the guild, you've got the detective agency and I cannot fucking remember what the villain group led by Octagon... The, the Americans? Or... Oh, by Octagawa? Yeah, the group that's led by Octagawa. Oh, oh, I can't remember I who that is. The Detective Agency, like, I'm rewatching, I'm kind of doing a rewatch of it, but, like, more of the, like, Danny Mata style of it, and I'm like, this team's all over the place. Yeah. But then you, like, but then everything starts to work, like, add in together, and it's like, okay, so they're all over the place, but in the end, like, they all still achieve the same goal. But, yeah. I, I need... I'm debating if I should just start that show. Port Mafia. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. The Port Mafia is dope. Between Octagawa, um, I can never remember his fucking name, but the dude, the the hat, that really wants to take down Dazai so he can get in Octagawa's favor. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's dope as shit. And then they're the leaders of both the uh, Tech of Agency and Port Mafia are dope as shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I might need to start. I I might need to rewatch that. Before I start the new season. I'm tempted. And the guild is just so cool, led by Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all their powers are fucking killer. Yeah. Dude, you know what's a good team? Crooking a basket. <laughs> Do you remember the team name? No. <laughs> I think it's Team Sinin or something like that. Or Sainin. Mm. Sainin. Don't ask me because I cannot confirm or deny that. I'm pretty it's, sure. That's absolutely the name. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it, but... You it checks it. out. You heard it from Wiki. It's 100% the name. I didn't say that, though. Yeah, he did. Don't worry, I got your back, boo. Uh, Sarin. Sarin. Sarin High School. I was like, Sarin's a type of anime. Yeah, I was close. I haven't watched it in like a fucking year and a half. So that's fair. You know what's a great team? Hmm. The, uh, the Philly the Kid road trip. I was wondering when you were going to bring that up. 
those three. Sam uh, and Casey awesome. are amazing. Yeah, they're, they're amazing duo on their own, and then just with Philly. And it's so I don't know which day. of your chins I like more than the other. <laughs> that fucking scene of her just roasting everyone, and they're all getting a kick out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the scene I remember the most from that show. It's yeah. just the roast. I want that show to have a season two so bad. I mean, it, it might. I mean, given all the other shows that have kind of had a hiatus for a while and it started kicking back in. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, but... Uh, kind of like with Radiant. Like, I, I want to get your hopes It's down. a Netflix series, and um, Netflix doesn't have a good track record of picking up a show after it... That's fair. I haven't heard anything about season... down. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about season three of Comey yet. Yeah. If that they, one will come. That one's big enough that... Yeah, yeah but the problem is, with, like... The Netflix, if the whole world isn't talking about it for longer than two weeks, they just might not pick it back up. Yeah, and Cannon Busters, like, it was good when it first came out, but it didn't have nearly the amount of popularity. No, it never hit the mainstream or anything. And the thing with Comey is, like, when they got done with season one, they were announcing season two, it was, like a week after the show was done or like two weeks after it's been a while since the show since season two has been done yeah, and we I, still haven't heard anything so I'm getting worried I also don't know anything about the Cannon Buster's source material if there is any I know the manga for Comey's still going yeah but Comey I feel like is uh, kind of an easier show to adapt because yeah. each episode is like each episode three covers, little chapters well each, yeah, say each episode covers a good chunk of Chapters. Yeah. I might have to start reading it. Because I really want to know what happens. Um, another amazing team that ended up turning into a whole organization that started out with just a handful of people is, of course, the Black Knights. I did also think about that one. Yeah. Code Diaz. Yeah. Ah, yes. Because it starts out with just zero call-in and... Um, well, you know how many members they had originally? Zero. Zero, yeah. Yeah, because there was just like five of them to start out. And they took the world by storm. Fuck, I love Ogi. Me too. R.I.P. Ogi. Yeah. He didn't die. I was like, what? No, I know, but still... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's covering his tracks now, guys. Hold yeah. on, he, he never got. I was like, never... didn't he end up with Valletta New at the end? He, well, I he never I got the respect so. he deserved from when, when he a good chunk of the people in that group. What are you talking about? They looked he, at him as the de facto leader outside I'm of. Talking about after the whole thing with like Zero possibly like betraying them and such. He when Zero betrayed them, he was the leader. He took over after after Who Zero was revealed. To I don't fucking know. Do you even watch the show? I did. Or did you just read wiki notes of it online? No, I yeah, didn't notes. read your notes. You don't want to read his fucking. Yeah. No, I don't want yeah. to read his notes. Have you uh, seen his handwriting? My <laughs> character died. I, I stopped have watching. Great handwriting. I just don't know Damn. how to spell. Use punctuation. Oh, no, I'm not thinking It'll look great. You just won't know what the fucking word is. <laughs> I'm not thinking about. I'm, it's one of the other fucking. It's like a side guy who constantly was like doubting. Zero, I think. Oh, uh, you're talking about the redheaded guy? Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking I, of. Ta- I think it's like Tatsumi or something. He, yeah. he was that's the, what, yeah. I mean, even he was head of the treasury. Yeah. He, he handled that's all true. of the finances of the Black Knights. Yeah. 
But no, Ogi is the guy that found the... uh, Oh, the double agent chick or whatever. Yeah, the The one... one Yeah, Yeah. the British chick. Yeah, okay, I remember now. Yeah, Yeah, he's voiced by Kirk Thornton. And Kirk Thornton's dope. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He's also the voice of Klein in SAO. Nice. He's also in something recently watched, but I can't fucking remember what it was. Klein's cool. Mm. That was actually going to be my last one, is... um, Kirito's team and Alicization in War of Underworld. His party. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen War of Underworld yet. I still no, need, uh, I need to jump on but it. Just I know it's dubbed it's, now in... But just in Alicization, the fucking team of him, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Alice mm-hmm. going to take down um, Administrator. And then you get into the next fucking season and you've got Alice and then you get in fucking Leafa and Asuna. The, uh, and Sinon. The Underworld saga is easily the best of the series. It's so like, good. bar none. Yeah. E- even when you take, like, Gungale, which previously was the best of the series, uh, that is eclipsed entirely between Alicization and War of the Underworld. And people don't... Especially Alicization. And people always talk about, this show is so shit. I'm like, you watched the first season. <laughs> of which, half is still pretty good. Half is pretty good. And also... Unfortunately, season two follows a similar pattern, though, where it starts out incredible. In fact, the best that the series was at that point. And then the second half is, like... Not bad, though. I I actually... Upon a rewatch, like, when I rewatched it with Cole, I actually really appreciated Mother's Rosario and... um, the Excalibur arc a lot more. Oh, Excalibur I still hated Excalibur. Yeah, it's still very mad, but I appreciated Mother's Rosario a lot more. Uh, Mother's Rosario, I think, is fine. It's just weird. Yeah. But Excalibur, I, think if, I just plain out did not like. Yeah. I think Mother's Rosario would have turned out a lot better if they had gone with any disease other than AIDS. I don't know why. It's an interesting choice. It's just, it's an easy one to be like, she's not, she's not going to be okay. Yeah. She's, she's going to die. That's just it. Yeah. You know? There's no real treatment or cure for it. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what they were going for. But, like, they literally could have just made up something. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a rare, um, contagious disease. Just give her bonitis, like Futurama. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my bones! My one regret is that I didn't get a cure for bonitis. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that, uh, just a scrape of the surface of the teams of anime because holy shit there's so much oh yeah it's, it's how most uh anime tend to thrive like there aren't very many solo act uh series really because even with loner characters like you got vash the stampede who ends up being in a squad not a squad of fighters, but a squad. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking back up this picture, and ones we didn't even talk about, the Soul Society and Soul mm-hmm. Reapers. Yeah. Um, Ash's Pokemon team. The Sailor Squad. Uh, Ash's Pokemon team isn't that great a team. For one thing, it's not even consistent. That I is... mean, like, the first one, though. Like, I'm okay, talking about, like, yeah. his collection of, like, Pidgey... A uh, Pikachu, Bulbasaur. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking like Misty, Brock, Ash, Pikachu. I was talking uh, about his Pokemon team because I don't think Ash or Brock are good characters at all. That's fair. Uh, I 
disagree on Brock's behalf. I I will he, say that he does actually have a good background. He's he's a he's a perv, sure. And if you're not really paying attention to him, that can seem like that's what he's all or about. Or Yugi and his squad. That's another one I was going to talk about. Yugi's but outside of Joey's, really cool. outside of Joey, the rest are pretty useless. Uh, yeah, but they got his it, back. It, in mm. terms of the card game stuff, yeah, but they do have his back. Um, we didn't talk about the group that led the final attack on the capital in FMAB. We didn't talk about Inuyasha's group. Mm-hmm. This, we this didn't talk about part two. <laughs> we didn't talk about um, the Bebop crew, right? The Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And this is literally just from looking at one artwork and of all the anime I recognize on. We there. didn't talk about the Doodlebops. Not the fucking Doodlebops. The Duty Head McFartards. Yeah. Leave a comment below if you want us to do a part two of this. Yeah. That'd be fun. Alright. What's the assignment this week, sir? The assignment What's this the week? emotional trauma you're putting us through this week? I don't think there's going to be because Bullshit, the title is... you. <laughs> the title is called Wonder Egg Priority. Oh! I've been wanting to watch that. Sounds um, The picture makes the animation look beautiful. Ooh, okay. I've heard so many good things about this show. It's a very high-definition egg, that's for sure. I've seen a lot of things on Instagram about it from, like, Crunchyroll and shit, and I'm like, I need to watch this. Yeah. It is... A big thing, too, is it's about a character trying to bring her friend back from suicide, which I thought was very appropriate, as we, if you did not see our video on Facebook, are officially announcing the launch of November... 2022, our second annual Nerdvember Suicide Prevention Fundraiser. Um, The link will be on our Facebook page. We've got events coming up on November 5th as well as November 27th. November 5th will be a live in-person event over in Norwalk at the uh, Crayons and Pencils Recreation Center. Come by, play some arcade games, play some basketball, play yard games, eat some food, enter for raffle prizes. It'll be a good time. And then November 27th, we're going to have the second annual Weebathon. As well, 12 hours on live stream. We're going to play some games. We're going to interview some voice actors, which will have some fun information coming out for you guys. We've got Danny Mata, who is a YouTuber and TikToker that will be joining us. We're going to have... I'm so uh, excited. Hoping for the return of Julian Vandervelde, the former Philadelphia Eagle. Potentially some of his friends joining us as well. The potential and, return of Vic. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Vic. Um, Atomic Kawaii, another vo- or another artist friend of ours. And then Justin Main, who is a professional wrestler and actor who Cole and I talked to over on Nerdy Talk. He'll be joining us, talk a little bit about his career and stuff like that as well. And, of course, we are going to deep dive into mental health and suicide prevention, where you can get the help you need. We'll be working again this year with Mission 22 and the Trevor Project Mm -hmm. to be able to raise money for the LGBTQ youth as well as military veterans. I think this is also a really good assignment for you because it also sounds a lot like Orange. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a really good one. Mm, yeah, it was. He probably didn't like it because it sucks life. No, he hated it. Yeah, that's why I said he probably didn't like it. <laughs> that show's so good, though. But hey, if I'm getting roasted, if I'm getting jokes about my dick, you can take jokes about slice of life and my dick. <laughs> no, nobody can take your dick, Cole. Nobody. My wife says otherwise. Anyways, what's what's talk, Kobayashi? <laughs> But first, uh, Zerio was uh, with us last week, and so we, I want to hear what he has to say about Jiji Ito. And the fucked up world that was. Yeah. Uh, so I loved the series. Uh, I really enjoyed the sort of um, anthology uh, aspect to it. Um, 
Except for uh, for Suichi, fuck that kid. That's exactly That's what, what we, we all said. Yeah, <laughs> that kid fucking sucked. Um, and the Grease episode, <laughs> like literally one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on TV. I, I, yeah, that's one of my nominations for the Weebies, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> from the from the graphic shit that we've watched in anime and outside of anime, that's, that episode yeah. made me want to fucking throw up. Like, it's the, uh, just the way he just squeezes his whole face. Just, ugh. Yeah, but, like, some of my favorites, I loved the ongoing tale of Oshikiri with the mansion that had the parallel war- worlds behind each, each door. Uh, especially the way that one ended with the two of them being like, how long is it going to take for us to find our home? And then you see the second pair of uh, Oshikiri's legs pop up. Yes. Uh, and then the long dream was another one of my favorites because it was really existential and fucked up. Yeah. But uh, the kind of... Uh, design of the dude as he was, uh, I guess, evolving. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to call that. Aging? Yeah. What was your thoughts on the young man? Uh, that was, that was super creepy and that, like, stuck in my head for days. It's still stuck in my head. It's been (laughs) over a week and I'm still, yeah. He's still traumatized. Are you asleep in there? Uh, let me see that face. Um, if I was him during that scene with like the laundry pole, I would have like yanked it my way instead of pushed it out. That way she would have fallen out the window. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. Creepy ass. Also, was her plan to just walk across it? <laughs> Crawl, yeah. And she just had her house extend towards his window. That was even creepier. That was. I thought the pole was creepier because, like, oh, it's a supernatural thing. I just like to be in this really creepy old lady trying to sneak a peek at this young kid. And then uh, saying, I'll be over there soon. Yeah. Um, and, it's like, the window's, like, right fucking next to it. That like, one, specifically, I saw a comparison between the anime adaptation and the manga. And there's some interesting stuff about that one that the anime left out. Where there's a point where... Uh, parents and the kid they switch rooms yeah um and she just doesn't do anything for like the whole week that they switch rooms and as soon as they switch back she starts going again oh uh, and also um uh it's uh i guess a happy enough ending because the ending when the window is like bulging out like that uh the family decides to move because it's like, okay, well, there's no denying it now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That, they left that out. <laughs> I like the leaving that out, though. I like it leaving it as, uh, what the fuck happened. Yeah. What'd you think of the model? The model, that one was, uh, I could definitely, um, s- s- understand how that face can be all you can fucking think about after you see it. Yeah. Uh, she's fucking nightmare fuel for sure dude the part that got me is when they made the joke in the car and she starts laughing and you see her teeth and it's just the reflection of the teeth Mm -hmm. i'm like fuck this yeah yeah but i almost bought the pop figure of miss fuji oh there's a can't confirm me yeah there's a whole juju set i actually had the whole set oh that's and i sold it because I, at the time, didn't know dick about Jinji Ito, and now that I watch I'm like, shit, I wish I would kept the set. Yeah. Um, 
I would have just sold you the model for like, I don't know, five bucks. Shiver was also, oh, nice. Shiver was also a fucked up episode, the one with the holes. Yep. In, in people's skin. Yeah. It was just a fucked up show in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely, Uzumaki is a manga that's been on my list for a long time. And Adult Swim did an anime adaptation of it. And I've heard that it's that it was very carefully made to be really faithful to the manga. Yeah. So that's been something that I've wanted to watch for a long time. And now after watching this, I want to watch it even more. I know that uh, my news last week, I think, was um, that there's going to be more Jinji Ito anime stuff coming out next year. I think you said that today. No. No, I mentioned that the uh, actor I talked about is cast in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, because we, we were talking about upcoming anime last week, and I, and I saw that and brought it up. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Jen, what you, what you got for your scores there, my guy? Uh, for scores, uh, personal enjoyment, I gave a 9. I, I can't say in all good faith that I enjoyed everything that happened can't say good faith you enjoyed watching guys zit all over his sister oh yeah that was just that was just awful that gave me same vibes as that scene in devil may cry baby oh and that shows just how bad i hated that moment yeah i it was so bad but uh it's still good enough to warrant the nine that's right uh animation i gave a five i thought that it was uh, kind of mediocre most of the way through. Um, uh, character development, I gave a five. This one's kind of difficult for an anthology because you never stick around really long enough. But I felt like everyone, each one of them, appropriately gave us what we needed. But that's it's just a difficult one for an anthology series. Yeah. Um, soundtrack... I gave a 10. I was not expecting to just love all of the music in this show. Intro, outro, slapped. They did, and so did the creepy ambient music all throughout the middle. Um, plot, I gave in 8. That one's also hard for an anthology series, but for generally most of them, I enjoyed the, the plots. Uh, voice acting, I gave uh, 7. Uh, you know, it was good. Art style, I gave a nine. I really love how everything sort of got, you know, fucked up. Junji Ito's, uh, body, like, deformation style. Yeah. Like, his body horror art is just, it's top notch. 100%. Uh, and I, I'm a personal believer that, uh, Body horror is like some of is the worst type of hell in most <laughs> most cases. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, uniqueness. I I didn't really know where where to put it, but I gave it an eight. But I don't know much about the horror manga scene. Um, definitely but not something like, we've seen. <laughs> uh, and then each one is different from each other, mostly. So. Uh, there are other are other horror anthologies. I did some research because I was thinking about maybe doing a horror one for tonight, mm-hmm. but um, nothing is as substantial. I think Junji Ito is also the most popular one. Yeah, well, he's one of the most popular manga just out there. Yeah, right now. 
And you know it's a pretty you're a pretty good mangaka when your name is the title of the anime. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, recommendability, I gave a nine. Uh, there's not too many people I wouldn't recommend this to. That's fine. That's incredible. Uh, total is seventy-seven. So our average for that show. Seventy-seven. 78. Uh, seventy-seven point five, so seventy-eight mm-hmm. rounded up. So that stayed the same. <laughs> Are you sleeping in there? How are you feeling tonight? Young man. I really want to rewatch it now. Yeah. I don't have a problem rewatching it except for the Zit episode. Oh, I'll skip it. See, I just I sure. want to go back and watch specific ones. Like, I'm skipping the first episode yeah. altogether. Oh, the first episode, I actually thought, even though it was about Suichi for most of it, I thought that was a great way to introduce the series. Because it starts out with Shoichi, which is the like recurring comic relief. He's the head theme of the Junji Ito kind of. Yeah, it, so. it's it's like closest to comic relief we're gonna get because everybody in those stories treat his actually dangerous curses as like a childhood prank. Yeah. So, but then after that, you get the bloody doll burial, which is only like four minutes long. Oh, yeah, I hated that. Oh, it's so incredible. It's See, just in your face. Like, we hated it because it was so short. It didn't. It didn't need to be long, though. You know, it's just uh, people turn into dolls. They burn them. Why do they burn them? That's why they fucking burn them. Yeah. Uh, that because that was the one that made me. Because have you ever been on the internet and you just read like three sentence horror stories? Yeah. yeah. And they kind of like scar you for a good couple of hours. Any, any, any creepypasta? Yeah, it's like ever, that. Did you ever used to read the Reddit thread, No Sleep? No. So I used to, on iFunny, there was a page called No Sleep, and they would post like eight-part horror stories. You would scroll through and then go to the next part and shit like that. I would stay up until 3 a.m. sometimes <laughs> reading those, not even meaning to, yeah. but I'd get so caught up in them that I would just keep fucking reading them. Yeah. Uh Bloody Doll Burial was uh, the one that got me hooked into the show, though, because it was short and uh, shocking. Yeah, that's how I felt um, with the model. Yeah. I was not expecting her to come back. I wasn't either. Neither was I. But I'm glad she did. Yeah. Same. The way she came back was great. Mm Mm-hmm. Started out as, like, a prank from Suichi. Yeah. And then he's like, She's so beautiful. Which only uh, he would find that. S- scary and beautiful. Yeah. So we and don't even know if he was being honest there. We he don't even know if he's good. alive anymore, actually. I hope so, not. <laughs> so the moment that I went, oh no, was you saw a wide shot of the classroom and then there was the magazine. <laughs> and I could tell from that far away. And I'm like, not again. No. Yeah, and then you see sure that fucking is. face. Yeah. One of the girls in the classroom was crying. <laughs> now shall we get into Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid? Yeah, it was mid. Okay, yeah. bye. Fuck you. Uh, I, I enjoyed it less than the Junji Ito collection. Yeah, this was more of kind of a fun one. Like, I very much enjoyed this show. I found it, I don't remember how I found it. I found it on a whim. And it's, it's I was popular. like, I want to watch it. And I started watching it, and I ended up watching both seasons. Oh, there's multiple seasons? There's two seasons. Oh, alright. I watched the first... I watched both seasons the first time I watched it. And then 
I watch both seasons again. This I don't know time. how I feel about there being a second season, but so it, the second it ends kind of pretty appropriately. Well, the second season goes more into uh, Toru's backstory in regards to like her li- her life in the other land and um, kind of some. Uh, I don't think we needed that. Well, and then kind of some re- a little bit of resolution between her and her dad. Her dad is. That situation ended pretty well, all things considered. I don't think it ended way too fast. It did end pretty fast, but they waited until the last fucking episode. But, uh... I think that was why was because they were setting up a season two for that. Maybe, but her dad was, uh... An amazing moment, uh, in the short time he was there that made me uh, be like, uh, he's, he's not, like, a bad guy, was when, um... Was when the the main chick Kamashi yeah uh, when she was like uh, she is awesome and then the dad goes yes she is yeah so yeah uh, it, it that was, was some dad energy it was it was supportive dad energy which we don't get a lot but because of that it was a situation that was like obviously going to be resolved very quickly right because he's not really coming from a place of like uh like asshole dad yeah the sort of status maliciousness um which i was fine with it didn't need to be a long dragged out thing because it's not really even that kind of show yeah which is why i don't necessarily understand there being a season two but okay no season three is coming out too what the fuck i'm gonna watch that it's 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 about a dragon maid she she's a dragon she's a maid it doesn't need a lot the thing i like the most about this show isn't necessarily the story it's just the character dynamics minus kana and that other chick that's so fun i'll I'll talk about that kana is kana is precious Season two, there's a That's very like the little girl, right? I don't remember most of their names. Kana is the little dragon girl. The little girl, yeah. yeah. There's a moment in season two that made me fall in love with Kana so quick, and was like, "This girl needs protected at all times." And I don't know if you'll ever get to that moment, but if she's doing her summer homework and she spills a drink by accident, and so she's trying to like clean it, and she uses a hair dryer. And, like, it's uh, plugged into her tail. And Kobayashi walks out. And Kana just looks at her just with tears. She's like, Kobayashi. Just, like, bloody hell. I'm like, you are so precious and pure. <laughs> but, yeah, I love she, She's cute, but I don't think she's even, like, a top five cutest character we've seen this season. Yeah. Not, that's fair. But it just in regards to just everybody else in the show, like, all the other characters, she's precious. She also has that don't give a fuck energy, and I love it. That's just kind of a trope for anime kids, though. Yeah, it's true. Like, Anya's the same fucking way. But Anya's a better character. That's fair. There are none of, none of the characters in this show, like... Uh, there are plenty that were likable, but none of them really drew me in. I know you liked Fafnir, you said, Frenchie. Fafnir was relatable as shit. Fafnir is relatable, but he was still, in my opinion, just kind of I. Yeah, he was very boring at the same time, like, very monotone. Yeah. Which, like, I get that's his character, but, like, eh. Yeah, but I can I talk to the, myself if I want that. I like the episode when they did the the play, and then Fafnir was like, we have to make the magical girls. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good, yeah. I just like the, my favorite line in the entire show 
It's like, this must be that CGI stuff. <laughs> was great. The old people not knowing that it's actual magic. Like, obviously, <laughs> they just encoded, oh, it must be CGI. Great. <laughs> that Love was. that. Killed me. Yeah. Uh, my favorite character is Lukua. Of course. That uh, chick with the different eyes. Yeah. I thought that was such a no, cool design. No, that is not yeah, her not defining you, feature. That's not why you liked her. You but only her see her eyes, eyes like cool. once in the entire fucking series. I didn't notice until like the last two episodes that she had different <laughs> eyes. Well, that's that why is, you really like That her, is though. not what they want you to look at. <laughs> Say it. Her chesticles. Her chest. Her, yeah. Her chest. Yeah. Her chest. Yeah. But no, she also just has that, like, again, she just has that vibe. She has energy. a personality that you really enjoy. Yeah, all that. Two personality. personalities. Yeah. She has that vibe energy. She really, he really likes looking at her eyes mm-hmm. and her personality. I, I did not like her character. I told you this before. I think her entire character is a joke. There's not really anything to her character except to make the little boy nervous. Yeah. Well, that's she's which I also prize. don't like. Lo- which they don't touch on at all. There's no because it, tr- it's a pointless so, plot point. So there, that's not entirely true. There are times where Toru has tried to make mention like yes, they, and then we're she gonna cuts her off on it. Yes, and we get nothing from it. So they might as well have not even referenced it. I feel like we'll get more. I think we'll get some of that in season three. We don't need it. Yes, but that doesn't make me care now. Right. Like I'm not gonna watch another two seasons. To maybe find out the backstory of a side character whose entire presence in the show is to make boob jokes. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And I also hate the Kota baby. Mm-hmm. Shota baby. Shota baby, whatever. Yeah, he's named after what he is. A baby? A uh, Shota. Which is the boy version of a lolly. <laughs> I never realized that. But he's a fucking fifth grader. I mean, they also call, just straight up call the little girl dragon a lolly. A gothic lolly is what they call her. Yeah. So. And I did not like when she went over to the friend's house and was like sitting on her lap and stuff like that. Dude, her horny ass friend annoyed the fuck out of me every time she was on screen. Yes. Every single time. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what do you, you guys think of the intro outros? They're fine. I didn't. I like them that much. Oh, I love them. Uh, they're fine. They're pretty generic for a cute slice of life fantasy type anime. Yeah, they sound like a lot of other ones, but uh, I don't really like that style of music in general. Gotcha. So I think that it fit the show okay, but it sounds exactly like so many other. Uh, happy, you know, bubbly. Like, it's not that different than uh, uh, Sleepy Princess opening and different soundtracks that are similar to that. Yeah. That's fair. I still enjoyed it. it, it that's kind of my uh, alley of music. Like, I just kind of enjoy that kind of stuff. That's fair. But I also listen to baby metal, like, religiously. Like, they just dropped the newest song I've listened to at least 20 times in the past two days. I'm really glad you mentioned Sleepy Princess, because I was trying to figure out what fucking character Kana reminded me of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. L- literally just the main character of that yeah. show. It's yeah. just her, but a dragon. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, and, the chaotic oh, fuck-around energy, that is her to a T. Yeah. That's why I say it fits a trope. Yeah, that's fair. And I didn't like Sleepy Princess that much either. No. 
Anya is like the peak version of something like that. Yeah. Anya is hilarious, mm-hmm. cute, but also a good character. I agree. Yeah. Spy family. Yeah. 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 And her voice is amazing. <laughs> I fucking love the voice actress that plays her. Like, this is the job she does with it. Yeah, Anya's great. Mama and Papa are flirting. We are not. Oh my god, we got caught up on the first two episodes that dropped. Oh my god, so fucking funny. Yeah. How they get the dog is amazing. Right? Also, the uh, terrorist villain that they introduce is played uh, by Clifford Chapin, and he uses Bakugo's voice for it. Yeah. Oh, shit. So oh, when he yells, I'm dubbed? just picturing him yelling, Daku! Has it, has um, it started dubbed? Yep, two episodes are out dubbed. Uh, Four I've been all of it subbed. Me too. Just because like, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm enjoying the show too much. Plus, me and Erica are going through it again, because uh, she hasn't seen it, so I'm going through it, through it again with her. Well, when it, when it was assigned, I watched it subbed anyway, yeah. so I, have, I don't mind at all continuing subbed. This is my third time going through it all. Nice. Because I watched it by myself as it came out before I assigned it. Then yeah. I assigned it and rewatched it all. And then I'm going through it with Erica while also watching it on my own as an as a episode's coming out. So. Alright, well, shall we get in the ratings on uh, Kobayashi? I mean, I don't... Wiki, you didn't really say much. What's up? About it. You didn't say too much about it. Yeah. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say about the show. Do you have anything you want to say about Miss Kobayashi? Not really. Okay. <laughs> that was a long pause. Alright. Uh, Alright, well, uh, ratings for me, I guess. Uh, personal enjoyment, I gave a 10. Uh, I really That's liked high. it. I really liked this show. You liked it that much? Yes. Like, every episode. This is the second time. You gave Junji Ito a 9. Yeah, but that point was Ms. knocked Kobe- off because of Zits. Miss Kobayashi didn't have... But a point doesn't freeze. get knocked off for fucking lollicons? That's that's a good point. That's, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Get fucking wrecked! Yeah. Okay, so personal joy for me, a nine. Uh, but no, I really do like this show. Like, uh, the like imagine watched... if it was a male dragon and Shota was a girl named Lolly. That's fair. You'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. He just rubs his dick on her face while she's sleeping all the time, and she's just being suffocated by balls. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Stick of Truth when you're fighting world. a warlock. Parallel uh, world, that show exists. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, the fact that I've watched both seasons of this show both times without any problem, like, I, I just, I really like this show. It's it's a fun show for me. Uh, animation, I gave mm-hmm. a six. I thought at times there was some really good... Uh, animation in regards to like some of the fights that happened and such but um like overall it was fairly average on the rest of it mm-hmm. uh character development i've been that one i've been bouncing back and forth around if it was like really good character development or kind of par character development and as i kind of think about it more i think i'm gonna give it a six um because there are more like there are characters that have good development and there's like um, like with Fafnir kind of accepting being in the It's very world. subtle. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, the character development is subtle, but it's there. Um, so I'm gonna give it a six, because, like... I think the main problem is the three main characters, Kana, Toru, and Miss Kobayashi, are almost the exact same characters. When they start, they yeah. just are 
closer. Yeah. Well, the I, problem is I'm also having to take an unbiased of uh, the second season because I know what happens in the second season. So I have to like cut that out of my mind because I know what happens. Well, did you make your ratings before you watched? I did make my ratings before. Well, and he'd already seen season two. Yeah, and I had, I had already seen both seasons of the show prior to. Gotcha. Um, soundtrack of Moving Eight. I really like the style of music and uh, everything kind of fit well with the show itself in like the middle parts and everything. Um, world building. World building. I'm giving a seven because, yes, while the main stuff takes place in like you know normal Japan and such, you do kind of get some small hints of the other world and you get to see some small things about it throughout the show. I can't believe Small Hands gets a 7. Well, otherwise it was going to be like a 5. So, the f- I'll, you know, I'll do a 6 because, again, bias of knowledge. I'll do a 6 sure. and meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, plot, I gave, I, I gave a 6. I mean, at first, like, there is plot there, but for most of it, it's just more slice of life where they're just kind of Doing mundane stuff and doing typical daily shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, video performance, I gave a nine. I think the voices fit really well for the characters. Uh, Kana's voice, I thought was very well done. Toru and Kobayashi's voice, like Kobayashi's kind of dead, like kind of sick of her job, sick of her life kind of voice with her character fit the personality yeah. of her. Uh, Toru's overexcitement for her voice worked really well. Plus, this cast was stacked. Uh, art style, I'm giving a 7. Um, I do like the character designs for the dragons, both uh, human and non-human versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uniqueness, I gave a 6. I was thinking it was like, well, it may be a little hard because it is like a dragon, maybe. And I was like, no, it's still just a slice of life, though. Uh, so I'm giving a, a slice s- of life with very repeatable... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Kobayashi is just the wife from I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying. Yeah. So, I gave that a 6. Recommendation, I'm giving an 8, though. Like, this isn't... Like, it's not a bad show. It's a very fun watch to just kind of, like... Just sit and just enjoy just the funny jokes and just the randomness of it. There's nothing that you have to think too hard about on. Sure. Uh, so, for me, score is a 71. Hello, it's me, Wig Boogie. Here we go. My review for Dragon Maid. Person drew at eight. I actually really liked the show also. I thought it was funny. And had that lot. explains why I didn't want to say anything you wanted to wait. had a lot of good one-liners. Uh, animation, I gave a seven. Character development, I gave a six. Soundtrack, I gave a five. World building, I gave a four. I kind of felt like the world building in the show was ass. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't here for it for the world building. This was kind of just like a comedic relief show. Mm-hmm. Uh, plot, I gave a five. Uh, voice and performance, I gave a seven. Art style, I gave a nine. Uh, Unionist, I give a 7, and Recommendability, I give a 7, for a total of 65. Art style was a 9? Yeah, I really liked it. Hell yeah. I like seeing fat dragons. <laughs> I've never I've never once seen a fat dragon in a show. And then Taurus Dragon for just a chunk. I've never seen a chunky dragon, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. I appreciate that a lot, that's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Alright, Zario. Uh, what roasting you got for me today? Uh, I mean, not a whole lot of roasting. I just, I think that this show is fun, but not, like, an incredible show. I get, for personal enjoyment, I gave it a six. It, it didn't, like, hit it out of the park for me episode, every episode. 
But it had really good jokes. And <coughs> it kind of kept me into it. But some of the jokes really didn't hit for me. Uh, animation, I gave a six. Pretty much the same as what you were saying. Like, the when they're using, like, their magic and shit, it looks really good. Everything else is pretty uh, uh, mediocre average. Mm-hmm. Uh, character development, I gave a five. I thought it was, I don't know, it was fine. Uh, nothing spectacularly stood out to me with how they started to where they ended. Uh, soundtrack, I gave a four. Like I said, it, it just, it's not my music. Not your cup of tea. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, but it fit enough. I just really didn't like it. Uh, world building, I gave a four. There basically wasn't any. Um, plot, I gave a five. It's okay. It, it is the title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, voice acting, I gave a six. It's good, but nothing that, like, stood out to me. Uh, art style, I gave a six. Same concept. It's good, but that doesn't super stand out to me. Uh, uniqueness, I gave a five. Uh, I feel like it's pretty, uh, copy-pasteable, even with the, uh, Dragon Maids thing. Uniqueness, I gave a five. Uh, that was the one you just said. Recommendability, I gave a five. Okay. (laughs) Uh, you know, if somebody asked me about it, I'd probably tell them to check it out, but I wouldn't go out of my way to tell somebody about it. Right. Uh, total's 53. Our scores are very similar. Cool. There's a couple that are like different by one point. Yeah. Uh, personal enjoyment, I gave a seven. It was a good enough show. It was a fun watch. Yeah. Um, I Especially the, after Junji Ito. Um, I thought the first half of the show was better than the second half. Fair. Because after the Lolly episode, it kind of took me out of it. Sure. Um, yeah. Like the first couple episodes, I fucking loved it. I loved the show. I loved the idea of it. And then when they actually settled in, I'm like, this, there's a drop off. Yeah, and, I agree. Because there's n- like there aren't new characters introduced. You can't really introduce too much. Like when she punched the fucking purse thief, I was dying. Yeah, yeah. She just popped up like hello. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, animation six. When they're using their powers, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, character development six. It's there, but there's nothing special about it. Right. Like there are noticeable changes, but it's not enough for me to give it a higher score. Yeah. Right. It's, I would say it's slightly above average because it is there. Yeah. Um, soundtrack, I gave a five. I really didn't feel too much one way, I on good or bad. World building, I hated the world building in this show because there's very little, if any. Fair. Like, we get references. We don't even get to see it outside of a flashback. Yeah, and the flashback that we see is just, like, a mostly destroyed building yeah. that she's hanging out in. You do get to that. see a lot more of the world in the second season, that's for Yes, sure. but we're not judging the second I season. Know. I, I know, the I season. know. That stop mentioning it, Rimson. <laughs> Never! Um, plot, five. Pretty average show. VA performance, five. This, this, the voices fit the characters, but there wasn't anything special to what they did. There weren't, And that's partially because of the plot. There are no, like, major heartbreaking scenes and stuff like that. Right. But, like, the voice acting is good enough. That's right. In it. That's right. Um, art style, five. Like I said, really? mis- I didn't think it was that great, but I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. From that, like, 90% of what you see is just normal people doing That's normal true. things. And then you just have, you know, 
even the dragons, they spend most of their time as humans. And if you look at Toru face on, you know, it, she's just a person with horns. You don't even see the tail. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because um, the big thing, too, is we only really get to see three dragon forms. And that's Toru, Kana, and the dad. Yep. No, that's not true. You we also... get we get a slight look at Big Boob Chick. We see but... how she's depicted. We did not see what her yeah. form actually looks and like. And then we get a you slight view. Fafnir's view, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. No, we literally no. see him through a door, and that's pretty much it. Oh, no, you, uh, the other chick, the water... Uh, the water uh, Chick. Do we actually see her in full dragon form? I don't remember. I believe that. so. Well, if it says anything, it's so forgettable <laughs> that I don't remember even seeing her dragon form. Me neither. And we just finished it like the other day. I'm trying to remember if it was. You can't even season. remember her fucking. No, form. I'm trying. I remember her form. I'm just trying to remember if you see it first season or second season. Either way, keeping as a five. Even the dad know. just looks like a red version of Toru. Toru. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't even have a unique design. And, like, I understand they're related. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. It's a fucking fantasy world. Be creative. Yeah. Have her be a mix of her mom and dad dragons. Not just... Green big girl. Yes. Uh, Or uniqueness, five. (laughs) Like I said, I've already said it fits a lot of character tropes. Um, Recommendability is also five. I think Zarya said it the best. I'm not going to go out of my way to tell someone about it, but if they ask me about it, I'll give them my opinion. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them not to watch it because if they're interested in it, if you like that style of anime, you'll probably like this show. Mm-hmm. If you're wiki and you hate Slice of Life, you're probably not going to like it. Facts. Yeah. Um, total was a 52. So the average for this show, what the... God damn it. I had it and then I pushed something and fucked up. 52, oh, 53, 71. What was wikis? 65. So the average is 60. Alright. Alright, well, guys, remember, Nerdvember is up and running officially. Make sure to go on, donate, enter in to win some raffle prizes. Um, You can, on your donation, if you want to put a comment in and say that you want to only be in this raffle for this prize, you can verify that, and we will make sure you are not in the generic one for each prize. If you want specifically your entries to be on... You know, specific prizes. Yeah, if you want like one of those gift cards, just tell us and we'll make sure that your entries are only on this specific one. But outside of that, the anime assignment is Wonder Egg Priority. Make sure to uh, go on and like us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram TikTok, and of course, give us five stars on Spotify. This has been the uh, Weekly Weeps Podcast and we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.